everyone and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod, the Bojack Horseman story. Today we will be talking about season one, episode nine of Bojack Horseman, Horse Majeure. I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis. I'm joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. What's up, Lindsay? I love how you said Horse Majeure. You sounded so cool. That's what it's called. I know, <laughs> just the way you delivered it. You're very confident in your accent work. Well, you know, as you are well aware in Canada, we do have to take some level of French. Yes, yes, indeed. Did I say majeure wrong? No, it was good. Okay, I was like, am I just being mocked now? No. (laughs) So I, okay, before we get into this episode, horse majeure is such a genius episode title. (laughs) I love it. I think it's so good. So, because I I was looking up just to make sure if I hadn't missed anything, and force majeure is like a legal term, Mm -hmm. and then it's just so good. What a (laughs) what a pun! It's genius. I love it. I don't know that the episode title really applies to (laughs) force majeure, but true. What is like the actual definition of force majeure? I always think about it in terms of like real estate. You're welcome. I did copy and paste this from Wikipedia. Excellent. Uh, It is a common clause in contracts which essentially frees both parties from liability or obligation when an extraordinary event or circumstance beyond the control of the parties, such as war, strike, riot, crime, epidemic, sudden legal changes, or an event described by the legal term act of God prevents one or both parties from fulfilling their obligations under the contract. Right. Okay. So how can we possibly spin this so that it fits the definition? (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess you could kind of say that Bojack Bojack is a force beyond their control. Honestly, not even that but so like Bojack like falling in love with Diane Mm -hmm. kind of frees her from the obligation of having to continue interviewing him for the book oh I like that it's the only way I can think to twist it yeah that's good but it doesn't excuse non-performance entirely so you know the book still has to get done there's a secondary definition here irresistible compulsion or a greater force so I think that yeah I think I like your your explanation I think that's very good I think the second definition makes way more sense with regards to the episode. Yeah. (laughs) But I didn't read that far down on Wikipedia because I don't know. I don't know why I didn't read further down. That was like a very convincing explanation. I'm into it. It's good. I can talk, baby. (laughs) It's what I can do. Amazing. Oh, my God. So... That clip from last week's podcast that you <laughs> sent to me, I, it's just like spinning around in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, should I quit podcasting forever? <laughs> Absolutely not. Just, Every word is gold. I'm so concerned that people are going to be mad. Definitely not. I feel like your advice is very sage. I think the first part of the advice, as in don't physically fight a cancer patient, very sage. <laughs> the second part... There should not be a second part because you should just not do it. (laughs) Well, in your defense. So you were saying it in the context of Diane being like, now you have a great story to tell at his funeral. And you're like, what? Don't tell this story at his funeral. So I think you were in the right. I was right. Thank you. I really appreciate how you just enable me at every turn. (laughs) Ready to spring to your defense at every moment. (laughs) It's just the best. Get yourself a co-host that's willing to fight for you. (laughs) Okay. What did you think of this episode, though? Did you like it? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Where, where do you... 
Where do you lie? I like it for sure. I don't like it as much as the telescope episode, but I really like how we just like directly continue on from there. I think it's a good illustration of Bojack continuing to be a big jerk, but I don't think it has like the same highs and lows as something like the telescope where you're just like very emotionally distraught after watching that one. Whereas this one, you're just like, woof, not great. See, I think I like this one better. I really? love this episode. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, you're right. Like the, the last episode was more meaningful. This one's definitely funnier. But I just loved this because I feel like this episode had everything. It had the comedy. It had most of the plot lines all kind of intermingled together. It was a direct continuation and extension of the plot of the last two episodes. And it still made you feel some kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. No, it's a very good episode. Very strong. Like we're I think we're into a point now where we're not going to get any bad episodes for a while. It's like, this is Bojack. We're, oh, yeah. we're in it. We have found our footing. And I just love it starts literally Bojack getting back in the car. Yeah, like we're one second after the end of the last episode. Like, it's like, boom, boom. boom. Like, the, we had the, the first episode, then last episode fit within that episode, and then this one goes right after. So we're just getting a lot of information from a very short period of time, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All of Breaking Bad, all five seasons happen within like a year and a bit. Whoa. It's kind of like that. I didn't know that. That's right. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Anyways, I st- I think you should watch it. It's good. I love us in 2021. I'm like, yeah, Brady, that is so good. You should definitely watch it. We're like the only two people who had never seen it. Exactly. Oh my gosh, my <laughs> boss in like 2018, he came into work one day and he was like, guys, you know what's a great show? Game of Thrones. And I was like, no shit. Like everyone has known this for a very long time. He came in I basically mean, just as but, it got bad. But by I was gonna say by twenty eighteen, Game of Thrones wasn't a good show anymore. He literally discovered it like right before everyone turned on the show. <laughs> I mean, I feel I turned on Game of Thrones kinda early, I feel like. Like I still mm. watched it every week, but I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> you know? It's just must see TV. Like I was like, yeah, I I must see it, but I don't <laughs> really want to. <laughs> Very fair. I think there is certainly a point of diminishing returns. And yet we all went for the sunk cost fallacy there. Ah, so true. Look at you. Just a little economics for us both today. Force majeure, sunk cost fallacy. (laughs) I do have an econ minor. Not to brag. (laughs) Not to brag. (laughs) I do that all the time where I'll be like, please, I have a minor in psychology. I think I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, I feel like that's actually funnier because like every person has a psychology degree <laughs> so you're like well Please i'm a minor psychology minor <laughs> that's like if i was like well i did take intro to psychology as an option <laughs> that's basically what i do yes <laughs> that's, no that's what i do <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm very emotionally healthy <laughs> i'm pretty sure everything's fine well no wonder our podcast is such good therapy yeah true <laughs> Is this okay? This is off the rails already. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, seven so minutes that, in, it's all falling yeah, apart. It's, it, it wasn't ever together. <laughs> okay, so episode starts, and Diana immediately is like, so should we talk about how you just tried to kiss me? <laughs> they do a really good job of making this incredibly awkward, where they're just like, oh, no, no, we shouldn't talk about it. We're friends. Let's stay friends. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's like, we're, we're friends. We should stay friends and be friends and <laughs> uh, be friends to each other. <laughs> My favorite part of this is like, it's just super aw- awkward, and Diane's talking about like where they're going to get married, and she's like, oh, it's yeah, really nice there. Not like LA, which is so hot and dry. And Project goes, it, it is, is arid. arid. 
incredible it's so good and then it's just like a moment of silence which they do a very good job of dragging out like mm-hmm. the silence and the moments where they try to fill the silence very well and diane's just like i'm gonna walk the rest of the way and gets out of the car like on the freeway yeah. miles from home you hear her like dodging dodge traffic, traffic. <laughs> so bad oh my god it's, and then it's just punctuated perfectly by bojack being like todd we have to stop the wedding <laughs> oh man i love todd and malibu <laughs> and I love that too because they do such a good job of making it so awkward that I forgot that they didn't know that Todd's not there like that they would even have expected him to be there for this awkward moment oh my god imagine if he was poor Todd I think Todd would have just maybe he would have gotten out of the moving car yeah <laughs> jumped into traffic like I gotta go so Bojack does like a, a quick little Yui goes back to Malibu gets Todd and then they go to a bar on Sunday night mm-hmm to a scheme on how to stop the wedding yeah yeah and like bojack's really brutal here and i feel like he really embodies lots of crappy men where he's like she just thinks that she wants to marry mr peanut butter she doesn't really and that's why we need to be good friends and stop her from marrying him i like how he goes we have to be good friends and put our feelings aside and sabotage (laughs) her engagement like oh yeah you're putting your feelings aside bojack yeah this is all for her Because the thing, too, is it's like people of any gender have experienced moments where they are interested in someone who is not interested in them. Like, that Mm -hmm. happens, right? That's part of life. And it's how you react to that that really defines who you are, right? Like, for me personally, I just will never shoot my shot ever with anyone because (laughs) I don't want to face the fact that someone maybe doesn't like me. Don't want to face the possibility of rejection. I get that. You know, it's really healthy and good and fine. (laughs) because Well, it's and it's because one time I did shoot my shot and it didn't it it was like I want to be friends and I was like okay and then guess what we just were friends and it was fine and I got over it (laughs) but like I'm still like yeah I don't want to ever do that again yeah, I have had one moment of shooting my shot and it going well and it was glorious, but most of the time I do not shoot my shot. <laughs> Tell me about the time you shot your shot and it went well. I mean, I was just like weirdly confident and it went well. Hey, hey, look at you. <laughs> I know, right? It was, it was very glorious. I was very proud of myself and like told everyone I knew because I have no chill. <laughs> but I was like, guys, <laughs> I made a thing happen. <laughs> But like immediately after that, you think the lesson I would have learned would have been like, it feels really good to like take a chance on things. But I was like, no, no, I'm immediately going back to fearing rejection and I'm just going to wait for other people to come to me. (laughs) It's not even necessarily about fearing rejection. It's just I'm never going to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm just it's never going to be me who does that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it because I'm always to everyone else. I'm like, yeah, shoot your shot. Do it. But to me, <laughs> for me, I'm like, no, that's not for us. It's very sound advice. I love giving good advice and not taking it. Oh, it's me too. truly my love language. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And then I always punctuate it by being like, trust me, I have a minor in psychology. <laughs> trust me, I have a minor in economics. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Oh, incredible. Uh, oh my god. Okay, so what I really like about this is that they have called Princess Carolyn out of bed <laughs> on a Sunday night when they do not have a plan for something that is happening a year in the future. Mm-hmm. But then her reaction is, it's the weekend, I'm at a bar, it's fine. I'm like, it is Sunday night, it is yeah. no longer the weekend. It's not the weekend, go home and go to bed. You have work in the morning, come yeah. on. But they like framed it to her, it's like, it's an emergency, get down here. Of course they did, because for Bojack, everything is an emergency because he is a narcissist. Mm-hmm. But then we get the introduction of one of my absolute favorite <laughs> Bojack characters, Vincent Adult Man. Yes, Vincent Adult Man, I thought, appeared much later in the show. What I'm really Me finding... Me too. Yeah. Me 
yeah. too. Like week to week, it's like this show just happens so much faster than I thought it did. It really does. L- like Life and Bojack come at you fast. Yeah. And my favorite thing about Vincent Adult Man is that, you know, he is clearly three children stacked together <laughs> inside a trench coat, but only Bojack can see this. Everyone yeah. else is just like, yeah, it's an adult man. He's a great listener. It's incredible. Like Princess Carolyn's like, he's an adult and I bet he knows how to treat a lady. And Bojack goes, he very clearly isn't and doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like are you seriously trying to make me jealous by talking to what is very clearly three kids stacked on top of each other in a trench coat yeah yeah um, Lindsay, do you watch 90 day fiance no but i listened to the podcast so there is a man on this season of 90 day fiance named brandon who looks like vincent adult man that's hilarious he's the one with the parents yes he's the one with the parents and i literally in during the first episode i tweeted out you can't tell me this isn't three boys stacked together inside a trench coat that's an incredible tweet. What content you create. My uh, God. Honestly, I'm really funny and people should be following me on Twitter. <laughs> what is it? Incredibly hot and funny or something? Yeah. No, that's my that's for my dating apps. Extremely hot and funny is Maggie Morgan's Twitter and Instagram bio and I just stole it for dating apps. <laughs> It's funny, I saw that that was her Twitter bio, and I was like, oh, I wonder if, like, on the Temptation Island thing, they, like, decided to swap or something. Oh, no, she had it as her Instagram bio, and I asked her permission on if I could use it as my Tinder and Bumble bio, and she said, yeah, of course, let me know how it goes. Amazing. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, And the answer is poorly, but that's fine. (laughs) What a supportive friend. (laughs) Truly, Maggie Morgan is a very supportive friend. Okay, we get a little, this is where we get the kind of intro as to why these stories are going to have to come together, which is Mr. Peanut Butter has been chasing the mail van. (laughs) Yeah, he was going to get let off with a warning, but then like literally as the police cat is standing there, he sees the mail truck again and is like, and goes chasing after him. I can't remember if we've talked about this, but I think it's very funny that the police officer is a cat and not a dog. Yeah, I think that's really funny. And like, he's the only one that we consistently see, right? It's always this cat. And it's like, he's like a cat that has actual cat coloring, unlike Princess (laughs) Carolyn. Yeah, true. And it's like, but there's no police cats in real life, right? Like, it would be police dogs. (laughs) So that's why it's so funny to me. Yes, yes. What's that dog? Like, McGruff. Okay. (laughs) The crime dog. (laughs) McGruff. Is it McGruff? I think so, yes. I don't remember. I, I'm I'm very young, you see, so yes, I don't understand I references. <laughs> Getting older by the day. McGruff, the uh. crime dog. Take a bite out of crime. I really like how he finds Diane and he's like, great news. I got to ride in a police car. <laughs> but bad news, I lost my driver's license for three months. Yeah, he's like, can you just drive me around? Just truly such a wild thing for someone in his position to say. Like, Mr. Peanut Butter, you are wealthy. You yeah. could not drive yourself and also not have Diane drive you. Yeah. Like the idea of asking, like, can you just drive me everywhere I need to go for three months? So bold. I guess that's what, you know, dogs do. Because you know what? If Diane asked him the same thing, he would do it. Yeah, I agree. And I think he would be pretty excited about it. Can you believe the weather we're having? <laughs> I cannot believe the weather we're having. I'm literally so, thinking of that when you said how nice it is in Victoria. <laughs> truly, I love that. We'll get, we'll get to it, I guess. But like, just the concept of living in LA where it isn't every day pretty much like just like a beautiful day and it's all kind of samey and then to be like can you believe this weather it's like literally just a normal LA day no I can't believe it I can't believe it it's 
so enthusiastic about it. Oh my god. It's so good. Okay, so here's where we see that Diane is feeling very anxious and stressed and unsure because she says, I'm really busy and I have a lot of thoughts in my head and I can't think about you or us or getting married to you right now. Yeah, yeah. I laughed so hard. I don't know if like if you found this very funny, but like him trying to sit backwards on his chair to like be a therapist to her and like the chair has arms so he can't really do it. I found this so funny when he like works so hard and he's like, and sit. <laughs> we love the physical comedy in a cartoon. Oh my God. I, and it's so funny good. too. Like he just looks so weird because to me, like if I was going to sit backwards on a chair with arms, I would put my legs like through the mm-hmm. arms of the chair, but his go over. Yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> so- like, per- he like holds himself up so that he can put his legs over. His- it made me laugh so hard. And I was like, why am I finding this so funny? But it was so good. This is a good episode of comedy. It's we very love funny. it. Yes. This is one of the funnier ones that we've watched, I think. Yeah. It, but like it was a good balance because it yeah. still had like those serious parts. And so Diane suggests to hire a driver and Mr. Peanut Butter interrupts her to say, I'm going to hire a driver. I just had the best idea. <laughs> yeah. Like I love Mr. Peanut Butter in this episode, especially up to this point. I was just like enjoying every single thing he said where he's just so enthusiastic and he's like, if I know me, this will be a romp. <laughs> like, so excited. Not a romp. <laughs> Not a romp. But I was mad at him for interrupting Diane. <laughs> yes, that was annoying. But like, I think I think I took my cue a little bit from her where he's like, oh my God, I have such a good idea. And she's just smiling like, uh-huh. yes, good idea. Like she's fine with it. I feel like, is she fine with it? I don't yeah. know. It bothered me, but it was also funny when he says, this will be a romp. <laughs> so Todd and Bojack are breaking into Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane's house to, I guess, like find dirt on him. Yeah, it looks like they're going to like try to plant some evidence on his computer or something. And Bojack's like, don't worry, breaking and entering is actually the least illegal part of this 12-step plan. Evidence of what? Like, what do you think that they want Mr. Peanut Butter to be? Like, wh- what do you think they're trying to frame him for? I feel like they're trying to, like, plant some evidence of infidelity or something. Oh, God. I mean, if there's one thing that a golden retriever is, it's loyal. So Come loyal. on. <laughs> Come on, Bojack. What are you Come thinking? On. But while Todd is in there, Mr. Peanut Butter walks in and goes, Oh, are you here to interview to be my driver? Yeah, I haven't even posted the ad yet. I just... And Bojack's like, bite the cyanide pill, bite the cyanide pill. (laughs) Take the cyanide, Dad. I love that. And But he has the interview. I really like how Mr. Peanut Butter is like, I know you don't have your resume with you, so I've taken the liberty of giving you mine. Please use mine. I I see you're a Northwestern man. Yeah, I love that. Go fighting Northwestern. (laughs) And I love when he says like, oh, it says here you do a great Rodney Dangerfield impression. Give us a taste. And then Todd just goes, I'm Roger Dangerfield. (laughs) That also killed me. Yes, and especially Mr. Peanberg going, ah, no respect indeed. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have a Rodney Dangerfield impression? That would literally be all I would do. Just like, ah, I don't get no respect. That's all I got. I get no <laughs> respect. <laughs> there was this came. Okay, I really wanted to talk about this. Have you ever heard about the movie Rover Dangerfield? No. Is it a dog okay. version of Rodney so Dangerfield? So it is a it is a dog voiced by Rodney Dangerfield. And the Incredible. plot of this movie is that Rover Dangerfield's person <laughs> is like a showgirl in Las Vegas, but her boyfriend hates him and puts him into a sack and throws him over. <laughs> Like the Hoover Dam. What? I feel like and, you're messing with me right now. I'm trying he, to demonstrate that no, I haven't seen movies. <laughs> I'm literally, I'm not making this up. I don't think this is a movie most people have seen. And so the dog gets found by like a farmer and they, and he like falls in love with a girl dog on the farm 
and ends up choosing to stay in the farm, I think, is how it ends when his person finally finds him with his oh family because they have babies. I need to I need to look up this. It is a real... Initial release, August 2nd, 1991. A show dog from Las Vegas gets ditched in the sticks after his owner's boyfriend throws him out of the house. Carefree canine gets a taste of the rough life and ends up working on a farm. Yeah. Wow. It's it's pretty funny. But I can't believe I was I was allowed to we watched it when I was a kid, which I think is kind of crazy. Rotten tomato score. What do you get? Ooh, like a 3. Like percent? 3%. I think no one likes it. Wait, no. I was thinking about IMDb. So I'm going to say 30%. Very close. 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. And what about IMDb? You're saying 3? I thought it was going to be a 3. Yeah, it is 6 out of 10 on IMDb. What? Yeah, based on 2800 <gasps> votes. People seem okay it's- with it. It's so my sister wanted to show this movie to her husband like within the last year and she couldn't find it anywhere to watch online. So she bought the DVD on Amazon. <laughs> Amazing. And then had to buy a DVD player. <laughs> well, they have like an Xbox or whatever. So uh, I think you mm-hmm. could just play DVDs through that. But they also might have a DVD player. I don't really know. But it is it's actually like a pretty funny movie. But I I don't know how many people have actually seen it. So if anyone has seen Rover Dangerfield. Please let us know. Please let us know. Incredible. Okay, so I love how Bo- Bojack is like, I think Todd might be dead. Want to bang it out? I was so mad at this. I was like appalled that he just calls Princess Carolyn to say, I want to come over and bang it out. I'm bored. And I was just like, oh my God, Bojack, go away. So brutal. Yeah, he thinks like he can always have her. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I'm busy having lunch with Vincent. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Like, I just love that it's such a thing. Like, it's like, okay, Princess Carolyn is fully dating this these three children. <laughs> Imagine being, like, the the lowermost child in that trench coat. Or even the middle one, right? <laughs> the middle one at least, like, could look out, like, the, the jacket. I guess. The trench coat. Like, when they're sitting down, the lowermost child needs to hold all of the weight. <laughs> they walk around with all of the weight. Like Must be a very strong child. No. <laughs> I don't want to think about this anymore. <laughs> the logistics a, of this are very challenging. Not a very strong child. <laughs> okay, so thankfully Todd comes home because he did not take the cyanide, and Bojack is very excited about Todd being Mr. Peanut Butter's driver because they can use it for betrayal purposes. <laughs> He wants him to, like, infiltrate the inner circle. Todd's really not into it, though. I love this dynamic between Mr. Peanut Butter and Todd. I love them together. They really are so fun. And I also love that when Bojack sees Todd, he's like, oh, look who's not dead. As if if Todd was really going to take cyanide there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I also like, I forgot to mention this, but when they get caught um, breaking into the house, when Bojack has to try, like, 14 times to jump back over the wall, it... (laughs) I laughed so hard. Like, that was my laugh out loud moment. It was very good. I very much enjoyed that as well. It just, like, keeps trying, keeps trying. Like, uh, 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 like, as if there wasn't a better way. Like <laughs> It's the only option. Like, did he have to do it that many times to get over the wall in the first place? Yeah, true. <laughs> like, that's, I just, I loved that. And I, I wanted to circle back. Yes, very good. Then this is when we also find out that Diane doesn't want to interview Bojack anymore. She has enough to write the book. She's just going to write it. No more interviews. Yeah. And Bojack's clearly not happy about this. And he's like, oh, but don't you want to know what my rosebud is? Well, he already told her. It's about that nudie magazine with the woman with three nipples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's super awkward here. And but I do like that she eventually just goes like, oh, man, why'd you have to make it weird? Yeah, it's well. And it's also just 
the whole situation is so complicated here because it's like obviously Bojack is the most in the wrong but like she was also toying with his emotions to get material for the book and so it's like it's not like she's like completely blameless in what happened yeah I mean it's like that thing we talked about last week where I like that they very specifically make it so that she doesn't even start to kiss him back or anything like that I like that they don't make that ambiguous but at the same time it's like definitely awkward between them like we saw the the chemistry between them after where did they go Boston after they went mm-hmm. to Boston so yeah like there, there was definitely like a spark there between them and it's just yeah I appreciate her calling it out like you made it weird yeah but I think that it was already weird before he kissed her is all right and like yeah and again it's like he is more in the wrong and like I'm not defending Bojack by any means but I just think they were both in the wrong yeah for sure like yeah and we did sort of point that out where like they have Mr. Peanut Butter sitting on a chair outside of the booth and the restaurant and stuff Mm -hmm. so it's definitely already like on a, a weird path Exactly. And I think, I don't know, I just feel like it could have gone differently. I don't think they ever would have like been together, but it could have been different and not like this. And Bojack definitely shouldn't have kissed her. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't it's just weird I don't know I don't want it to be seen as me defending Bojack here because I'm not (laughs) no I think that's clear (laughs) okay well just had to say it one more time (laughs) so then we go we get a really great scene of Diana and Mr. Peanut Butter doing their wedding registry and I really like how Diane is like well that yes we're doing a registry so that people will know what I want and I definitely know what I want yeah she's just like completely overwhelmed and doesn't know what she wants and obviously this isn't just about biscuit warmers this is about her life in general the moment where like mr peanut butter is so sweet and Mm -hmm. and patient with her too like when he's like okay listen look it's many years in the future i've woken you up on a saturday i got you the paper i've fetched your slippers we're going for breakfast can you smell biscuits are they warm that's all it means it's just that we want warm biscuits on on the weekend and i really like that as well as how she's like so clearly overwhelmed about the large wedding Mm -hmm. and mr peanut butter's like well fine we don't have to do a big wedding like I've done that I we don't have to do that if you that's not what you want yeah this is like a really standout episode for Mr. Peanut Butter in terms of him being a good guy like he's so supportive here and is very willing to just like accommodate anything that she needs to feel better about this and like as as you said I love when he's like can you smell biscuits are they warm (laughs) like she's like yeah and he's like so can I (laughs) he's just so enthusiastic through this whole thing and seems like such a good guy and I think it just does a good job of contrasting with Bojack trying to be a jerk here where it's like really you're trying to sabotage this guy well and it's the thing too where it's like Mr. Peanut Butter had his schemey moment where he stole the D from the Hollywood sign and mm-hmm. pretended that it had been his scheme all along for Diane and then like having the proposal in front of the cameras like Mr. Mm-hmm. Peanut Butter also not the best yeah also not totally blameless but not as bad as Bojack at least in this episode yeah for sure and like he suggests that they just do something casual next month and she's just like she's clearly super into it like I feel like she kind of loses most of her sort of hang-ups and reservations and it's just like yeah that's a great idea well because it's also Mr. Peanut Butter is meeting her where she is rather than pushing her for something that she's not ready for which is what Bojack is doing is pushing her towards something that she is just not prepared for whatsoever Mm -hmm. yeah it's a good contrast between the two guys but once again you know in the words of the great the great Tom Palmer Diane should be with neither of them because she is a (laughs) human and they are animals (laughs) 
It's a post-species podcast. Uh, exactly. A post-species podcast. I also, throughout this episode, there's like the, the rock opera thing almost comes out several times before it ultimately <laughs> does. And when Todd almost grabs the beast by receipt, like my heart was in my in my throat. I know. It's so well done because so he's like, he's eating chips and just like spilling them everywhere, which was also kind of stressing me out. But then he's like half-assedly cleaning them up and he's reaching under the couch and he like comes so close to touching that receipt and I was just like oh my god it's happening it's happening (laughs) oh so stressful but no it's just Bojack's jury duty yeah (laughs) yeah and Todd also really messes with Bojack here where he's like oh yeah they called off the wedding they're doing it next month he's like oh I guess saying they called it off was probably the wrong thing to say yeah but that's just Todd that's how Todd is and so Bojack learns from Todd that Mr. Peanut Butter will be going to the bank on Thursday and Bojack's like I can use that Mm -hmm. which I think is so funny is he's going to the bank with Diane Diane could drive them there like why <laughs> that's a good point like I I love how Todd's just driving both of them which is yeah, like fair like they hired a driver yeah. but originally Mr. Peanut Butter wanted Diane to drive him everywhere that's hilarious I didn't even think about that and so it's great so Bojack's gonna use that so then that was on Tuesday so on Wednesday Bojack meets with character actress Margot Martindale because they're gonna stage a bank robbery and I love Bojack how he convinces her here he's like they say there are no good parts for women over 50 I want to stick an AK-47 in your hands and prove them wrong not an AK-47 yeah like seriously like this is escalating very quickly yeah this is a big jump from you know pointing out of like a video game in a convenience store <laughs> but she's into it she's like yeah yeah i'm tired of the limitations of stage film and television so she's into it hey sometimes you just have to go past the limitations of stage film and television <laughs> so at the bank bojack is there which i don't think bojack needed to be there yeah i don't really see why he is there oh hey what a surprise <laughs> so margot martindale goes into the bank she's got a mask on she's got a gun she's like hands up and no one gets hurt and asks Diane for her engagement ring. Yeah. It's like so stilted here too where she's like, oh, you got to give me that ring and then Peanut Butter and Diane are both like, I mean, it's just a symbol. It doesn't matter. I'll just hand it over. Yeah. And Diane's like, I have love. Why do I need a symbol of it? It's just a ring. Yeah. Because Margot Martindale tries to be like, oh, if you don't care about the ring, Mr. Peanut Butter, it makes me wonder if you even care about the woman who's wearing it. Doesn't work. Completely backfires. Yeah. I think maybe she should go back to this stage or film (laughs) tv stage or film tv stage or film and so this bank robbery has reminded diane and mr peanut butter that life is short and they are gonna get married this week instead and i love botox like what just happened and character (laughs) actress margo martindale goes something truly beautiful yeah yeah she just instantly caves and she's like oh take the ring back like she's very moved by their love and then she gets arrested and tased (laughs) yeah by the swat team like of course this happened not by the SWAT team. <laughs> so Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane host a rehearsal dinner, but it's not a dinner or a rehearsal. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just the party. Yeah, I love that he, we open on Mr. Peanut Butter and he's saying like, in short, Erica did have to lose the foot, but she gained a friend. <laughs> like, what was this story? I wonder. Yeah, Mr. Peanut Butter's stories are great because he's like, and I'll be finishing this toast after when we're anecdote and then starts talking about like the wild winters of Prague. Prague. (laughs) It's like, I I didn't write this down. Yeah, he said it was winter in Prague and the consumption hung low in the air. (laughs) Not the consumption. Yeah. 
Yeah, tough look for Prague. Yeah, tough. Tough look for Prague indeed. <laughs> Do we know what Mr. Peanut Butter's first name is? I don't. Mr.? Do we ever find out? I guess it depends if Mr. is like a salutation or if it's his name. Oh, yeah. Mr. is his first name. Yeah. Because of his, his brother has a name that fits in the same realm. True, yes. Okay, so at the like rehearsal situation, we find out that Todd's been hanging out with Vincent Adult Man one-on-one. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, it's like Vincent always says, oopsie. <laughs> yeah, they've just been hanging out. He's like, hey, he's a good listener. I think you guys would really hit it off. It's like, as I once said to character actress <laughs> Marco Martindale, oopsie. oopsie. Like, I, it's just, I, it, where are, are their parents? That's a great point. Is what I'd like to know. How are they out in all these like LA hotspots? That's a great point you're making. And also, like, are they related to one another? Are there, like, three sets of negligent parents? Like, How what's the deal here? How many negligent parents are involved? Mm-hmm. At least two, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, I guess at least one, because we don't know. Someone could be a single parent. Yeah. A whole mess. It's a really tragic story of Vincent Adult Man. Yeah, I I feel like this is going to be like a Netflix documentary one day of like, <laughs> what? how did this happen? <laughs> how did this go on for so long? And Bojack offers his restaurant for the wedding as like a, a venue, which is yeah. in theory kind, but in practice, not at all kind. <laughs> yeah, Diane is like understandably not sure about this. And he says, don't look a horse's gift in the mouth. <laughs> I love that. And yeah, it's... it's it's like that song Mr. Peanut Butter said. <laughs> Should we song. just call him Mr.? Yeah, maybe. I always like, just write PB in my notes. The Me Too. Actually, oh. I write Mr. PB. Mr. PB is so formal. Well, now I know that I'm being overly, but it's fine. So also during this party, Todd goes to pee outside. I don't know why outside because they're at a venue and he gets walked in on by Mr. Peanut Butter and I love how Todd goes I wasn't peeing I was just pulling my penis out I laughed so hard at that and I wrote that down as well because it was so funny like as if that would be better so good like that's worse yeah like (laughs) much worse significantly worse actually but and mr peanut butter is like i have something to tell you and it could like ruin everything and todd's like i don't want to hear it because he doesn't tell me he doesn't want to be involved in in bojack's schemes Mm -hmm. but this i loved this part of the episode so mr peanut butter says that he doesn't know if he's ready to get married again he didn't have any doubts until diane had doubts but she's much smarter than him and maybe she knows something that he doesn't he keeps having a dream that she's just gone and his life goes on without her and that terrifies him yeah because in the in the dream he feels relieved so he's like just thinking what if that means that i'm not supposed to marry her and like yeah i think this is really well done especially where he says like she's smarter than me maybe she knows something i don't it's just like woof, yeah at least he knows that she's smarter yeah i like that i like when people say that i also enjoyed todd here where mr peanut butter's like i can't even commit to my favorite stick like today it's short and knobby but who knows tomorrow and todd's like yeah diane is short but i don't know about knobby (laughs) (laughs) that's what he took away from this Todd is just like, I don't want to be involved. Like, (laughs) Todd's like, I just want to live my own life. Yeah, please leave me out of this. So, okay, the night of that party, Todd realizes he has seen character actress Margot Martindale before. She appears on on TV and has been arrested and is in police custody. And he's like, I know her somehow. And that's, okay, this scene is very funny because... Like, he almost just makes the easy conclusion right away, but in that, but instead goes off on, like, 7,000 tangents and creates a full <laughs> murder wall and, and yeah. figures it out. 
Yeah, and like his ultimate conclusion is like, am I just grasping at straws? And he's like, wait, straws are used to drink water and plants need water. And Bojack used Margot Martindale as a plant at the bank and at the store. Yeah, Bojack really should have used someone different. Yeah, yeah. This is very sloppy that he goes back to the same person. Like he he really underestimates everyone in his life just with his laziness. Yeah. Although in fairness, would you recognize Margot Martindale? I mean, Todd's smarter than he appears. Yeah, I no, I wouldn't I, recognize her if I saw her in a store. I don't think I know what she actually looks like. She looks exactly like the cartoon. <laughs> I need to look at her actual face. She does look exactly like the cartoon. Yeah, I was actually very impressed when I saw what she looks like. I was like, I know, that's her. Is she in... Have I seen anything with her in it? Oh, I've seen Practical Magic. This may shock you, but I've seen nothing that she's been in. You've never seen Hannah Montana the movie? No. Oh, she was in the movie Secretariat. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Yes, I remember seeing that and being like, oh, my That's God. That's cool. Such good, like, a uh, kismet on that. Wow. Do you think they planned that? <laughs> I doubt it, but who knows? Maybe. She's in the new American crime story that's coming out this year. Oh. Impeachment. Hmm. Sounds topical. <laughs> I don't think it's that impeachment. <laughs> Okay, well, I've definitely seen her in stuff, but just didn't click. I do like on her Wikipedia where it talks about Bojack Horseman, her character is esteemed character actress Marco Martindale. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't like totally convinced I knew what a character actress was, but I, I got it now. We're good. Are you sure? I think so. Like they play like very sort of unique characters that have like very distinct qualities. I think it's more so like... They do everything. <laughs> it's possible. Like it's Let's like a, it's like an actor or actress who's in just like one episode of everything, like Marco <laughs> yeah. Martindale. I think that's how I was thinking about it. What is a character actor? We love a Google search. We love it. A supporting actor who plays unusual, interesting, or eccentric characters, often contrasted with that of a leading actor. Okay, fair enough. I think I think we're all right. So Todd knows the truth now about the rock opera, which is like I didn't realize it came out so fast. I know. I thought this happened like a season later. I mean, I feel like I say this about everything, but... I know. It's like, what did we think happened in BoJack season one? I know. Because everything that happens, we're like, oh, I thought this was season two. I know. Yeah. I think I thought that there was just a lot more like setup in season one, but it turns out all the good stuff starts happening right away. Not all the good stuff. No, definitely not all the good stuff. But like all the stuff that I remember, I guess, from the early days, this is all set up very early. It it makes sense because we've probably seen season one more than we've seen anything else. So that's very fair. We would obviously remember season one better, but we're just like, oh, that's not season one. It's the aliens. Yes, 100%. I've never been more convinced of this (laughs) because I was just saying like, I've seen this so many times, but week to week is like a brand new show. And that's the joy of BoJack Horsepod. So joyful. Okay, so then it goes to Friday and BoJack has to go to jury duty and he's like ah tuesday bojack but like you would have always had to go Mm -hmm. that's what i don't understand why he's mad at past bojack it's not like he could have just gone to jury duty on tuesday and been done with it yeah i think he was just like mad at tuesday bojack for not like addressing it at the time or trying to get out of it or something because he just like chucked it under the under the couch right like he didn't make a note to actually go i guess i just i don't know how much you can really do in advance anyways if you want to get out of jury duty i've always wanted jury duty i have not i got a notice last year that was asking me to like fill out my information in case I get called for jury duty which I thought was strange that is weird yeah I've never gotten it and now I like work within the legal system so I think I wouldn't be allowed to be on a jury which makes me really sad yeah maybe you're ineligible 
I mean, in Victoria, I'm definitely ineligible because <laughs> I know the prosecutors. Very fair. <laughs> but it makes me sad. I've always wanted to be on a jury. Oh. One of my friends from university was on the jury for a murder trial. I like my brother was also. But there was like a thing in the newspaper of like one young juror was seen nodding off during the footage from the cell or something. And it was your brother? It was my brother, yeah. Classic. It was really boring. He was just sitting there. <laughs> Classic one young juror. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of your family, I saw on Instagram today that it's Hazel's birthday. It is. Shout out to Hazel. Happy birthday, Hazel. I saw that and I was like, hey, I know her. And I was like, well, I don't actually know her. <laughs> we are on a first name basis. I mean, I feel like I'm on a first name basis with everybody. <laughs> Except for like Scally, who I'm on a last name basis with. <laughs> Hazel was also mad that last week she messaged me and she was like, you didn't mention the meme I sent. And I was like, I'm sorry, you sent it after we recorded. But then I realized I don't think I mentioned it last week either. So Hazel sent us a meme. Thank you, Hazel. <laughs> I got I got a text from Scally this week where he was like, there's an episode of Catfish that I wish you two had brought up because I guess he was watching the episode where they're in Boston. And I was like, I'm, you know, I've never watched Catfish. But we talked about how like it's such a commitment to Catfish someone for a full year. But I guess there's an episode of Catfish where one cousin called the other cousin a fat ass one time. And so then the cousin that got called a fat ass catfished her cousin for three years. And then they went on the show Catfish. And so it gets exposed. (laughs) Oh, my God. Three years. And so he was like, think about three years catfishing someone. And just for that, what a response. That's what you get when you call someone a a fat ass Kelly Price, I guess. So (laughs) I I just I thought we should discuss that since Scally was very unimpressed with us for not (laughs) clocking that. Well, thank you, Scally. We have now covered it. (laughs) (laughs) So what I love about BoJack and Jury Duty is that the one lawyer is a slaw. I know, and it's like taking forever because he moves so slowly. He's so slowly, and I love how he goes, no further questions. Actually, I was mistaken. Lots of further questions. <laughs> several oh my god yeah i love that like they do so much with slots here of them being really slow but i love this because bojax is like losing all this time to sabotage the wedding because he has to be in this very slow court case well but the court case obviously isn't that slow because it's resolved same day next day right well i mean it takes like one day of his time really yeah yeah, right like one one calendar day. and so i get the impression that bojack really pushed for a not guilty quickly like because he just wanted to get out of there mm-hmm. yeah and one of the other jurors is like the real winner here is justice bojack's like i gotta go yeah and so he is leaving and he runs into esteemed character actress margo martindale <laughs> at the courthouse she's going to prison yeah she's got like big plans where she's gonna like go confront the meanest woman in prison because you don't mess with crazy so she's gonna like make sure that she's safe by proving that she's the worst one there she says she's gonna go in there and she's gonna find the meanest biggest bitch in there and bite off their finger because that's (laughs) crazy and people don't mess with crazy exactly yeah oh my god and so bojack's like i gotta ruin this wedding and then she suggests that he bite someone's finger off yes and like bojack does say like he's like oh yeah i was just trying to be a good friend in my own shitty way and then this is where he actually finally admits that like and also i'm in love with her yeah he's like diane deserves the best she's smart and kind and beautiful and if i say anything else it's really just gonna be synonyms Mm -hmm. and i'm in love with her yeah margo martindale's like ah you don't need capers or schemes like just go tell her he's like okay i i'm gonna go tell her (sighs) and it's like stop it 
you did tell her when you kissed yeah. her like stop yeah. it and so he gets to todd before all of this and todd yeah. is like i don't like this plan like mr peanut butter is nice and like he's good to me and like i don't want to be part of this yeah i love bojack saying mr peanut butter is nice to everyone that's what makes him so stupid i feel like that's something that i would say <laughs> like we probably all should just be nicer <laughs> That's what makes him so stupid. That's what makes him so stupid. (laughs) But I do like that Todd, like, he basically says what you just said. Diane already knows this. Like, this isn't going to be new information. There's no point in you going in there and telling her. He's like, not everything is about you. This day isn't about you. Like, she knows. Like, Mm -hmm. stop it. Yeah, maybe you should stop trying to mess with other people's lives. Because Todd's pissed because now he knows about the rock opera thing, too. Which, and it's fair for him to be pissed. Yeah. Because it's also like, I'm sure Todd doesn't want to live with Bojack anymore, Mm -hmm. but what other option does he have? Yeah. Ugh. So Bojack goes to the wedding. He's not going to ruin the wedding. I love Diane gets married in her green cardigan. I know. I love it so much. Just over a white dress. Come on. You couldn't get a white cardigan for your wedding? (laughs) Super casual. She only had like three days. I think she could have found a white cardigan. Yes, I think so. Though, And so there's lots of scenes of like the party and the wedding. Bojack is sad. There's a scene in there where a wolf is asking out a sheep and the sheep looks like really nervous. (laughs) Well, and the wolf is wearing a t-shirt that says sheep. Like it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I didn't, you know, I can't read. Um, I love that Mr. Peanut Butter is wearing a tuxedo shirt also. Honestly, would you expect anything else? No, I think that's awesome. (laughs) I love this. I feel like this show, they also did a scene of like a wolf chasing a man during the merger of the agencies. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's, you got to be on wolf watch when you're watching BoJack. Yes. Apparently they show up more often than we thought. Like who knew? There's a squirrel right outside my window and it's giving me very aggressive eye contact. Not aggressive eye contact. This is why you have to record in the situation room so you can't see the squirrels. Can't see the world around me. Oh my god. It looks very threatening. It's a squirrel. (laughs) What kind of squirrel is it? Is it a black squirrel, brown squirrel? This one's a gray squirrel, which I almost never see here. I feel like gray squirrel squirrels are more of like a Western Canada thing. One of my friends once told me that gray squirrels are like an invasive species. Really? But I don't know if she was just messing with me. I never looked into it. I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, please do. Need to know if I'm looking at an intruder. <laughs> Gray squirrels are on the invasive species list. Oh my god! They're in the top 100 worst invasive alien species because they're where do they invade? See, and you questioned me when I said he was looking at me with very threatening energy. They're an invader. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, no, but they're native to North America, but they're invaders to the UK. Oh. <laughs> so the, never mind. Okay. They're at home. They're where they belong. <laughs> But if you were in the UK, it would be an invader. This would be a problem. <laughs> All right, well. Why did my friend tell me about them being an invasive species <laughs> in another place? <laughs> yeah, they're fine here, apparently. Oh, my God, he looks so intense. Wow, legislation which attempts to control the distribution of gray squirrels includes Schedule 9 of the Wildlife and Countryside Act of 1981, which <laughs> makes it illegal to distribute or allow the release of gray squirrels into the wild oh my god wow the appearance of these squirrels is a real force majeure <laughs> stop it all right he's he's leaving i just don't understand like why would you release a gray squirrel into the uk it's a great point why did someone think this is a good idea do you think it was just like someone captured one as a pet i feel like stupider things have happened who would want a pet squirrel yeah great question i guess squirrels are pretty cute i mean this one looked very threatening i think that you're overreacting <laughs> Oh, now he's on the roof across the street. Oh, Godspeed. 
<laughs> Godspeed, little man. Okay. So at the wedding, Mr. Peanut Butter hires Todd full time mm-hmm. as his assistant. Yes, he is the executive vice president of West Coast Operations I at Phoebe Livin. I think they could have just made him assistant. Yeah, I think that would have been fine. He has this like very prolonged title for someone who's just Mr. Peanut Butter's assistant, but it's fine. Hey, job titles matter. Yeah, I know. It's stupid. They're all made up. It really is very stupid. Okay. And then we get the scene that we've been waiting for, which is Diane and Bojack at her wedding. Diane is like in a very happy mood because she just got married and she's like, you're a good friend and I'm glad to know you. Bojack apologizes for making things weird. And she's like, well, it wasn't like that weird, which I feel like is, <laughs> don't minimize this. It was yeah, that weird. It. <laughs> yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I do like that they, so they have set up like that both of them are having doubts, but I like that here they sort of put that to rest where in Diane's vows, she says like, I'm taking a leap of faith on you. It's okay not to know everything in advance. And then Mr. Peanut Butter tells Todd like, oh, I'm really glad I did this. This is the happiest day of my life. So I like that they kind of give us some closure on how they're feeling about this. So we don't have to just be like, oh God, did they just make a huge mistake? And then we get the end of that, but the, like the, these freaking episodes like to end on such a downer note every single time. Like, I feel like it's always like, okay, the, ha ha, this is funny and good, ha ha ha. And then you get like a Bojack monologue at the end, and then you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, and there's the the episode coming up toward the end of the season that's called like downer ending. And I feel like that's very appropriate. Every episode is a downer ending in Bojack. So Bojack finally talks to Vincent, adult man, and he's like, <laughs> Maybe I am jealous, not because I want to date Princess Carolyn, but because I thought I always could. Just like, Bojack, leave her alone. Like, get a job leave her alone leave her alone yeah he says he made a lot of bad decisions not just with her but with everyone and then he's like wow she was right you are a good listener and it's just like yeah because miss like vincent adult man is a child well actually he's three children (laughs) and doesn't know how to have an adult conversation so he's just quiet and then people are like wow you're such a good listener you're so deep yeah that line that bojack ends with where he says sometimes i feel like i was born with a leak and any goodness i started with just slowly spilled out of me and now it's all gone and i'll never get it back it's just like yeah downer ending is right i just like it hurts to hear that like it's just Mm -hmm. so sad it's very sad and very profound and tragic and yeah yeah it does hurt to hear you're right like you're just like oh did I just get punched in the stomach? Like, Yeah. There's so many lines like that where it does feel like a gut punch. Literally, it just so many of these episodes have ended and you're just like, oh, and that's how it's okay. Yeah, that's how it's ending. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where we are. But anyways, I loved this episode, as I said, at the top of the show. Did you like Vincent telling him he's a good horsey? <laughs> and he's got a broom. He's using a broom as his hand. And he's just like, don't be sad. Good horsey. And then Bojack's like, actually, that feels kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is very good. Especially now that we've talked through it. You're right. This is a very, very strong episode. Right. Like, I feel like it has it all. Like, I like the episodes where you get the laughs, but also get the punch to the stomach. Mm-hmm. We definitely got both. <laughs> we got both, baby. okay well i think that's that's the that's it that's the episode do you have anything else you wanted to talk about did we get some feedback we sure did we got some tweets yeah no emails from sarah this week but we did get one from stefan he said so asks is diane making the right choice marrying mr peanut butter what do we think at this point i so the thing is is i still feel like no because even though they like had their little realization that they love each other like i just feel like there's so much uncertainty Mm -hmm. and to me it's like well i feel like marriage is such a serious step yeah that if you're unsure like that's 
telling you something it may not be telling her oh you should be with bojack but it could just be like oh this is wrong yeah and the fact that they both are like so uncertain i feel like it's a big red flag from mr peanut butter when he says like in the dream when she's not there i feel relieved it's like that's kind of a distressing thing to say well but okay but do you think that dreams like really have that much meaning i mean if he can like wake up in the morning and think about it and be like wow in that scenario i feel like i'm relieved and he is like reading into it i feel like if you if there's nothing to that you can probably just dismiss that but if it's sticking with you maybe there is something there i don't know Hmm. do you dream about people you know yeah but usually like it's usually extremely banal like (laughs) like i did my taxes you know Hmm. It's it's never anything that interesting. My dreams are always incredibly dull. I have dreams about being chased by murderers. Like that kind of dream never happens to me. It's always something really, really dull. I wish I had dull dreams. (laughs) I like, I'm sure I do, but I don't remember them. But like the only dreams I ever remember are like scary. And I like wake up and I think someone's trying to like kill me. I almost never have scary dreams. Once I woke up and I had all these scratch marks on my neck because I had a dream that someone was trying to choke me and I was like trying to. Just like stop them. That's horrifying. <laughs> Anyways, maybe I need therapy. It's fine. We got a new five-star review. Hell yeah. Tell me about it. So we also got three more five-star readings, which is very exciting. So thank you to those people. Still no new ones from Canada, so Canadians need to step up. But Yeah, come on, Canada. Uh, the new five-star review is from JL7368. And they tried, I think it appears that they tried to put the review in the title line because it cuts off quite abruptly, but it starts very strong where it says, one of my fave RHAP hosts, brackets, Kirsten, talking about, and then in the body of it, it says, love it. <laughs> so there's like a dot, dot, dot here that hey. could be full of nice things, but the, the gist of it is good. I appreciate that. And thank you yeah. for um, calling me one of your favorite uh, RHP contributors. Feels good. Yes. Feels really good. <laughs> we did get some tweets. So from your your friend Timothy from the Seinfeld Then Now said he left us. Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> Simpsons Then and Now. Why do I have Seinfeld on my mind? Incredible. Why do I? No, but like, why do I have Seinfeld on my mind? I don't know. Seinfeld post-show recap. I don't know. I'm just thinking of, I guess I have to go watch Seinfeld today. Anyways, from <laughs> Simpsons, then and now, did leave us a review on Podcast Addict. So. Yes, I did look at that. Let me pull that up real quick. Okay, so we actually have two of them. We also have one from Sarah that says, so exciting to join these awesome ladies on this journey through this amazing TV show. Oh, so that's awesome. Thanks, Sarah. And then Timothy said, Holly, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, like, uh, bunch of good stuff kirsten and Lindsay are great guides through this wasteland of narcissistic former celebrities even if podcasts that go off topic are the bane of some these hosts will keep you laughing no matter what they're discussing there may be other bojack podcasts but no way are they as much fun as this more on the cast and crew though please so Um, we could do that if we think of things we talked a lot about margo martindale's career this time we'll work on the cast and crew part that's good constructive feedback wonderful then we also got so abe sinensky who is like a 32 fans guy Mm -hmm. has caught up on bojack horse pod it took almost a full day but they binged it (laughs) that's hilarious how did it hold up because that's certainly more than the length of one rock opera and we said that watching anything that long would not be enjoyable let us know yes and i said well and 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 they posted a bojack gif of todd saying hooray question mark and and that they will keep listening despite our rabid anti-west wing agenda (laughs) i don't think (laughs) it was rabid 
I think you were very anti watching the West Wing, and I said that I was in the middle of watching it, and that I just haven't gotten past season four. I am still watching it. We uh, we have been watching very infrequently, but we are partway through season two. I don't think I'm rabidly anti West Wing. <laughs> I love that. I love that as an adjective. Your rabid anti West Wing agenda. But I mean, I, 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 I can be like if that if I need something to be a defining feature. Like I, can I would be. argue you had a rabid anti Zach Braff agenda. <laughs> Oh, I also anti Garden um, State agenda. I, you know what, and I would wear that proudly. I also got a text <laughs> from my friend Sam, who said that they're happy to be listening to a firmly anti Zach Braff pod. <laughs> Excellent. So that's you know what, at least you have to stand for something, okay, yes. or you'll fall for anything. Can't make everybody happy, but we can't. We can try to talk more about the cast and crew. Yes. <laughs> Is there any? I think that's it. I think that's it. So if people want to be part of that uh, little feedback sesh at the end of, of every pod, you could tweet us at Bojack Horse Pod or email us at Bojack Horse Pod at gmail.com. Lindsay, they can also find you at the Simpsons Then and Now podcast. Is that <laughs> is that right? That is correct. We sometimes talk about Seinfeld. We do sometimes veer into Seinfeld territory, not super frequently, but uh, yes. So we, as of the time that you were listening to this, we will have just put out a song bracket from the greatest musical moments of The Simpsons. So you can check that out over on The Simpsons Then and Now. Hell yeah. And I am podcasting about Riverdale every week on Kowski Cast. That's Cow with a K. Talking about Temptation Island over on RHAP. And BB Can is here, baby. So I'm sure I'll be on some of that coverage as well as well as streaming, twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What, all social media, Kirsten Said What. One day I'll have to take a break, but today's <laughs> not that day. Yes. Um. So thank you, Lindsay, for editing this mess of a podcast. You're an angel. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> and I feel like it makes you uncomfortable when I thank you, so I continue to do it. This makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> and also thank you to Will from America for our amazing theme song. We will be back next week to talk about season one, episode 10, One Trick Pony. So until next time, bye.